0: So, hi, One of the Good Noise podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory, and we're here with
1: Laurie and Alex from Miss Vincent,
0: and we're asking some questions to say about the new album, "A Funeral for Youth." So, congrats on that! By the way, how do you feel about the response to it so far?
1: Pretty good. I mean, relieved. I think relief was the biggest feeling when we released it, right, Laurie? Like,
2: yeah, for sure. It was a
1: long time coming, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it, this is there's going to be such a such a vulgar way to to start the interview, but um when when it came out um uh I because Alex and I had known each other for like I trying to think how long, maybe like 11, no, t- maybe about 10 years by that point, maybe right? Wow. Um yeah. and the whole reason we met was to like try and form a band and and all that. And um yeah, we've been doing it for such a long time. So, and we, and we first met um, in Guildford in two thousand and eleven, I think. And um, and yeah, when when the album came out, I texted him and was and basically just said to him, I was like, I feel like you started giving me a hand job in Guildford in twenty eleven, and I just came.
1: <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that, and then when all of a sudden it clocked as to why you called it a vulgar way of talking about it.
0: But yeah. yeah. You know.
1: Wow. Yeah. He, he genuinely did that on fucking release day.
2: <laughs> Literally like a, mi- a minute past midnight. I was because it was just, it was genuinely such a, it, like Alex said, it was such a, a relief to get, get, to get it out because like it took, even without COVID and everything that happened there, it, it still took us longer than most bands to get an album out. And then when you add in all the delays and everything from COVID, It took even longer so it literally we probably said the same thing last time we were on with you guys how like we there were genuinely times when we we were thinking this album may never come out Mm -hmm. Um, so when it finally did we were obviously just you know so excited and happy about it but there was a huge element of relief and just um, an almost disbelief (laughs) that it was finally out as well but yeah just um but the, the response has been it has been really really cool it's been um and it's just been a lot of fun to do all the the stuff surrounding it as well
0: I mean when we spoke you guys had just signed your deal and we weren't even allowed to talk about an album it was just the thing that should not be named yeah because, like we just talked about the two singles off the record like there was not much discussion about the album because we weren't allowed to talk about it mm-hmm. so yeah. like that's how long at least just from how like long we've known you guys that's how long it took for it to come out just like in the time that we've known you guys so but congrats, it, it bangs. I was listening to it, it again today. It's very good.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're proud of it. And I, I think that was the thing for us was like, we, we've we never been a band that just, you know, makes what's popular. We've always, I I, I, I really struggle talking about this because it's like, I don't want to sound like one of those kind of asshole artists that are like, oh, the art comes before all else. Like, because that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. We We want people to listen to this record. Obviously we do. But at the same time, we didn't want to make an album that we were like, "Ah, yeah, we kind of jumped on a bandwagon there. Oh, well, Um, you know, we wanted something that 10, 20, 30 years from now, we can still, we can listen to and be like, yeah, that was, um, that was a good place to start.
0: Yeah.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Fair enough.
3: Mm -hmm. Uh, So is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art?
2: Um, Um, I'll take title,
1: you take cover art.
2: Yeah, yeah, because they're 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 very separate things, aren't they?
3: Yeah.
1: So the title um, comes from the title track, "A Funeral for Youth," um, and that song was, I think it was, I think it was pretty much the last track we wrote for the album. Um, we were getting to the point where, you know, we were pretty much pretty much there. We were, you know, I think we had recording booked, maybe even by that point, and. Um, you know, I, there there was a hole on the album, and I didn't know what shape that hole was. Do you know what I mean? And I didn't want to try and put a square peg in a round hole. And I was yeah. like, "This needs one more song." And I, I, I it's it's kind of eluding uh, me as to what that needs to be. Um, and the title track and one of the singles, but like the title kind of. It, it came weirdly from this um, bizarre news article I read a long time ago, well, a lot like three years ago or something, oh. where somebody had turned thirty, and instead of having a thirtieth birthday party, they literally threw a wake for their youth. Oh, <laughs> and That's I and, and, yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. and I thought that was I thought that was hilarious. That's like right up my street, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that that speaks to my sense of humor and. Um, and so yeah, that 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 kind of stuck with me a little bit. And then you know, as we were turning, as, as we were writing the album, um, in fact, just after we recorded the first bunch of songs, I turned thirty, and so wow. it was a kind of a weird, like, I don't know, it, it, yeah, it, it, it was just the right time for, for me to be writing that song for the album to, for the album to be recorded. Like, it's all about growing up, not in the. You know, um, oh, my God, I have exams at school next week and the girl I like won't talk to me. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, you know, my youth has escaped me. You know, who am I? What the hell have I done with my life? And what am I going to do with my life? Like, you know, yeah, it's um, it's a pre- it, it runs pretty deep throughout the album. And I was just so glad when I wrote that song because it kind of just brought it all together in in a pretty good way, I think hell
4: yeah
2: i i think for us as well like going off that because of the you know like i was saying i've known alex for you know over 10 years now and the whole reason we met was to try and form a band and do all this stuff so i you know no no matter what happens with the band from here moving forward whenever I, i i know that when i look back on this first record and everything we've done with it, I'm it. It, it pretty much kind of consumes my twenties, like my my late twenties, going into my thirties. Like you know, this album and then a couple of records we did. You know, basically, the lifespan of Miss Vincent. Because I think I think we started the band when I was twenty one. Well, no, no, maybe twenty two, early twenties, basically. Mm-hmm.
1: So how old are you now and then subtract ten? I, I am thirty two.
0: <laughs> Um
2: but yeah, uh so it re- I, I literally feel like I kind of sacrificed my twenties to miss Vincent, you know, so the I, I, mean, I think we all kind of feel like that a bit, um maybe Nate less so, having joined the band later, but um you know a- a- anyone in a band you know it's it's um you have to put so much time into it to make it happen. And I think for a lot of people, they kind of blink and go, oh, fuck, I'm I'm 30. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that's a really, a really common thing, especially with the way that um, things have gone the last couple of years, time just, you know, kind of slipping away from people. But um, yeah, it was just that that title was so relevant just to us. And, you know, it, it really reflected all the songs and the themes and everything. But it just it had that extra level of of relevance just because of where we were
3: mm-hmm.
0: And cover
2: art. Yeah, cover art. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, so the, the the I think the, the initial idea from for the cover art, I think I remember talking to Alex outside of his old house about it. I don't know why, I just remember being stood out, just like stood out in the yard talking about it. And um because I think it came from um while we were writing, we would kind of we I, I just remember talking about movies a lot, whether we were trying to work them in just like movie references in songs or using movie ideas as kind of jumping off points for music videos and all this sort of stuff. And then because we weren't making a concept record, but at the same time we didn't want the album to just be like, Hey, here's some songs, go listen Mm -hmm. to them, you know, but, but at the same time we didn't want to pass it off as a concept record because it isn't. So we were just trying to think of, essentially a way to like package the record to make it seem like the whole release and everything around it is more of an event as opposed to just, here's some songs that we made. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, and and you know, I, I, I fucking love going to the cinema. Um, every, every time I go, I go to the cinema, it, it always still feels like a thing. Yeah. It's
1: still like- um, Laurie has every single cinema ticket he's ever bought <gasps>
2: still. That's so they cool. They still do like, physical fucking...
0: tickets in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Not not always. They still do it
2: here. Sometimes I go to the cinema and um, and it'll just be like an email, and they'll scan it, and they're like, "Yeah," and you go, and I'm like, "Fuck," because, because yeah. I want the ticket. <laughs> uh-huh. But the like, I've literally got tickets from. I mean, some of the films are dog shit. Like, I've got <laughs> I've got tickets from when I saw Kangaroo Jack. Oh. Um uh, Cheaper by the dozen
1: too. was one yeah, They made a second
2: one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like just terrible Ooh. stuff. But, but then I've also got tickets from when I saw like some big movies as well. For I don't like I don't know stuff like Inception and you know some of the Saw movies and uh, I, I mean obviously I didn't see it when it came out, but like I because it's my favorite movie, I've I've been to see Shawshank Redemption at the cinema and and you know just stuff like that. But um, but yeah, like we we just that's where the whole theater idea came from was just sort of trying to find um partly just using the movie references and trying to bring them all together in that way but also just finding a way to make the record seem like an event in and of itself as opposed to just a bunch of songs you know Mm -hmm. um and we I, i think the artwork went through a whole bunch of different um a bunch of different kind of iterations in terms, like including the front cover, back cover, inside and all this stuff. Um, we had to, I think some of the ideas we had to dial back a little bit just because of like budget and and like logistics and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, the artist who did the album cover um, uh, is a guy called Mark DeSalvo, who has done loads of um, amazing artwork for like huge punk bands, like, like bands like NoFX, um, no use for a name, lag Lagwagon. Um, lag so- like, like
1: so many, so many SoCal punk Cal bands punk band. and we had no, we, he's, like, like, he's like a celebrity, even though you don't know his name. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I can't remember. Oh, it was the Bomb Pops, wasn't it? It was the Bomb
2: Pops record yeah. was how that was what kind of made us go, okay, that's like in terms of the tone and the style and everything, we were like, that's really cool. Who did that? And then when we, when we found out like it was mark and we looked him up we realized how much stuff how much work he'd done for some huge bands um you know like some you know like legacy punk bands essentially um so we 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 sent the initial idea to him and his initial response was he he almost tried to persuade us not to work with him because he was just like (laughs) he was like don't you don't you want just want to get a photographer to do this like because he because originally we were we wanted some um uh we wanted some stuff from like inside the theater like the lobby and the Mm -hmm. auditorium and all that kind of stuff um and and he was like well why don't you guys just go and do a photo shoot like in a theater or in a you know in a a lobby or something like that Mm -hmm. um but obviously, at the time, even if we'd wanted to, stuff like that was kind of difficult because of COVID. Because like we, you know, we couldn't get together and see each other or anything like that. So, um, mm-hmm.
4: uh,
2: but we really kind of pushed hard to get Mark to at, at the very least. We were like, we want you to do the cover, and then we were thinking that we'd just take some photos and do some other stuff for the back cover and the insides. But then, as COVID continued to stay super shit and fuck everything up, um, mm-hmm. it just became more apparent that we needed more artwork to go. Inside that, we weren't going to be able to create ourselves through getting photos done or anything. So, we managed to persuade Mark to do the back cover, and he painted the portrait to go inside it. Which um, I'm going to see if I can. It's on my wall right here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can get it down without
1: breaking it.
4: Okay. Please don't yeah, break it. L- yeah,
1: Laurie, Laurie made a side deal with Mark in in exchange for a, a pre order bundle. Mark sent Laurie the the the, the painting from the oh, inside oh, cover. No. Oh, it's
3: gonna go blurry. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Wait, okay. Can it, oh. Hold
1: Bloody it up further. Hold it in front of your face.
0: Well, we can see the face. Yeah, we can okay. see the people. We can kind of see it. I get
1: it, I get it. This is really great for all the uh, audio platforms. Yeah, shit <laughs> yeah, yeah. to a camera. Yeah,
2: j- j- just people going, I can't see it. I can't see it. I, I was gonna try and turn off the, um... The the blur real quick, but uh, let me do that real quick just so we can see because mm-hmm.
3: it is cool. Uh,
0: there we go. There you go. There we go. That's very I love cool. That. So that's, that's very wow. Cool.
3: That's really good.
0: And I love that you made a side deal to get it so you mm-hmm. could be the wow. one that has the artwork. Yeah.
2: I mean, <laughs> it was awesome. it, it was Mark's suggestion because um, I think we were just posting. about Yeah, to the... send it to Miss Vincent, not to send it to you. <laughs> oh!
0: <laughs> it's a, a, a practice space dude come the fuck on yeah <laughs>
2: that's a technicality i mean i mean he he, he did message me about it cuz i shared oh, mm-hmm. I, you know i i shared like one of the pre-order links or something like that and um and mark just re- replied and was like can i get a record and a t-shirt and blah 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 and cuz originally he you know he was just going to cover the postage and whatever and that was going to be fine and then he was like actually i'll tell you what I'll send you the portrait, you send me a record. And I was just like, yes, yeah, like immediately yeah. replying, like, yes, 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 definitely, deal. You can't take it back now. Um, mm. so now I have that and it's like one of the coolest things I own. So Hell yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. um... But but yeah, but the, the theater idea was basically just to try and encompass everything all together. And we just wanted the the release to seem like uh, an event, like you know, like you would go, um, I mean, and as we were releasing the singles, um, we had the kind of movie poster inspired artwork. So it's, you know, kind of like when you're in a theater or a cinema or whatever, you've got like all the movie posters or all the show posters or whatever up on the wall. So it's kind of like this, you know, physical place that you go where all these, where all the songs live, if you see okay. what I mean. But it's kind mm-hmm. of, it was, you know, somewhere between somewhere between being a concept record and just being a bunch of songs, we kind of wanted to, Just do something that wasn't just an album
0: yeah that That makes makes sense uh so can you tell us a a little bit about your writing process for this album
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it was long it was very long Mm -hmm. um so we did like speaking to other people in bands about how they write is quite a strange experience for us because we've always done things exactly the same way. Mm -hmm. So the way that it starts is I will just expel a song into a very kind of rough and ready demo with like, you know, software drums and bad playing in the guitar parts and, and, you know, just, I'll just kind of get it out my system.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I'll send it to Laurie and go, here's something. um. And Laurie has like, you know, we, we kind of bounce off each other pretty well in that regard because Laurie's much more kind of detail oriented. And, you know, he, he enjoys sitting there and playing guitar parts over and over again until they're correct. Whereas I'm like, I mean, fuck it. It's pretty much there. Like, because it's only a <laughs> yeah. demo um and so he'll kind of spend a little more time on the kind of arrangement and and then he'll send me back a demo of my demo and be like i think this is what you meant Mm -hmm. and more often than not i'll be like yeah 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 that is exactly what i meant thanks for thanks for kind of sorting that out and pulling it into shape and um and from there we'll normally you know get in a practice room with owen um and nate our, our bass player and drummer and things will change you know we'll develop parts and then and then we'll kind of we'll kind of holistically look at the song and the structure and the melodies and the chorus and the harmonies and all that kind of shit and and after a while there there will be a song and and that's kind of that i mean for some of the songs on this record it was different because some of them were some of them were written during covid so mm-hmm. um gravity the first song on the album and go it alone the first song on side b um it's the first song on side b isn't it yeah i think it is yeah anyway neither of those were you know were were played in a practice room before going into the studio because we literally weren't allowed to see each other because we're all in fucking lockdown So with those, we literally demoed them, had a few conversations about roughly what we were going to do, and then went straight into the studio and recorded them, which was a weird experience for us because in the past, we've always managed to at least play them a few times before committing them to record, you know? Um, But yeah, I mean, it was a long long experience because some of these songs, like um, Heresy, for example, took five... Iterations like Doctors and Churches um, used to be a totally different song, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and we kind of nicked parts from it for another song. And same with My and Heart; like that one was two different songs that we basically took one bit, the, the good bit of one, and the good bit of the other, and went, "Now it's a song." <laughs> yeah, um, uh-huh. yeah. So it was, it was a long ass process.
3: Sure.
2: But like you know, you were saying about not being able to get in the studio and well, you know, in the practice room, which I think at the time when we were recording them, I I remember feeling really not uncertain of the songs, but it was just weird because I think we, if a song doesn't work live, then it's, it doesn't work. Do you know what I mean? It's it's one thing to put a demo together and be like, oh, us, sounds yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, for us, for us. If, if we put a demo together and we're like, yeah, that sounds cool. If we get in the room together and we play it, if it, If something isn't there, even if you feel like it's there on the demo, but for some reason it's not there and, you know, when you're playing it in a room together, then it's like, well, this isn't done because something is missing because this Mm -hmm. doesn't, it just doesn't really hit when we're we're playing it together. Um, So not being able to do that made, though, doing Gravity and Go It Alone both a little bit more, um, I don't know, I think I was just a bit more worried about them than... With other songs just because we basically didn't have that trial run where we're like yep the song's done because normally they'd almost be um they'd almost be ready for us to play live because of the fact that we've played them together in a room Mm -hmm. whereas when we were doing those there was and there's so many vocals on those tracks and so many guitar parts and like just lots of layers and everything there was a lot of like who's singing this vocal Mm -hmm. who's doing this bit like how does this bit go and like having to listen to the demo and and that kind of thing so it definitely um i mean luckily i I think they they don't i don't think those two songs stick out of the record for that reason um but it definitely made for a different experience when we were recording those just because of fucking covid
4: yeah for sure yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
3: so i want you two to tell us your favorite lyric off this album and the meaning behind it
1: any lyric any Any lyric? lyric Mm. oh there are so many there are so i mean there are so many lyrics on this album yeah (laughs) yeah a lot of them i feel like it's it's
2: probably gonna be harder for alex to choose because they're his lyrics so
1: yeah i mean dude i could write a book on that you you should every, every lyrics got got meaning and stuff you know um yeah, choosing one's difficult. You, Laurie, you, you go first, just because you I, I I you're am more thinking, likely to have a favourite than me. Yeah, I um, am thinking. No. Man, that is tough.
0: Got a real stumper for you guys.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm going to do... go with... After you. Oh <laughs> No, no, you, you, if you've got one, then go for Alex. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with... Um... I'm gonna go with one from Go It Alone. Um, And it's all these people sing the same songs these days and I don't know where I fit in. Because, you know, we were just talking about Go It Alone. And, um, like, that lyric, that, that song in particular, like, I was a little bit more upfront about, you know, things that I probably wouldn't normally say, you know, Um, but if you put it in a song, then all of a sudden, you know, no one's going to come back at you, really.
3: Um,
1: Because, you know, as we have discussed, the the process of writing was was long enough. Um, And then, you know, like when we spoke to you guys, it was obviously just after COVID hit. Um, and already then we felt like the album should be out mm-hmm. um, because, you know, there was a process in between writing and recording the initial batch of songs and then speaking to you guys where, you know, we spoke to some labels and some people and this and that. And and some of those conversations kind of didn't really sit well with me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Um I'm. I'm not. I. I mean. I wish I could go into them, but I just don't want to be that guy. You know. Yeah. Um, We're all good. But like some some people. So not some people. Well, yeah, people. I suppose because every label is run by people. But there were some people from labels that that have released some of my favorite records of all time, and 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 still have some of my favorite bands on them. Where I was just like, you know, their response was was just gutting to Mm. me. You know, Mm -hmm. because essentially, it was kind of going against a lot of the values and, and this is where I sound like a total asshole but it was going against a lot of the values that, that we've grown up with listening to rock and roll music mm-hmm. um, and so when I wrote Girl Alone I was like do you know what I'm like I think I can just have a few little digs here because like I'm not I'm not okay with some of this shit and you know like for for me rock and roll is and, and punk rock in particular, because, you know, we, we've, we've grown up in punk rock bands and in, the, in the kind of underground punk rock scene, for want of a better word. Um, it's it's about like self-expression and it's about, you know, um, a bunch of people in a sweaty room and it's about group exorcism. And it's mm. about, you know, playing instruments. You know, it's about a drummer kicking the shit out of the drums and <laughs> a singer you know, really fucking going for it and the crowd like being, all, all being in the moment together. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, and this is nothing against anybody else that makes music that doesn't do it this way. But for me, you don't get that same level of connection when 90% of the show is basically played off a fucking iPod. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, yeah. it, it seems a little more sterile, you know, mm-hmm. um, and so that, that was kind of where that lyric came from. It was just like, I still, you know, <laughs> I don't wanna be like, I still believe in rock and roll, but <laughs> it, was, it was almost like, I still think that people playing music together, playing actual instruments in a room full of other people that are watching them play those instruments and enjoying it has some value. And mm-hmm. from what we'd heard, that necessary, wasn't necessarily the case. some people and i was just like what the fuck where the hell do i fit into all this shit because you know i i want to make music with my friends but i want all of those friends playing an instrument and then i want to go and play it Mm -hmm. as we have recorded it in a room full of people um anyway yeah yeah I mean, that was a very long way very long-winded explanation i'm just i'm stunned (laughs)
0: that's a hot take yeah <laughs> yeah is
1: but, it though i mean like i, I it, think it feels I like think, a hot take but it shouldn't be you yeah know what i mean yeah, All I'm I mean, saying is like i enjoy it when play, people play instruments and i like rock and roll like
0: <laughs> hot take watch out Oof, i know not everybody yeah. agrees I,
1: I, mm-hmm. I think like publicly if, if,
2: if you tweeted something like that being like hey i like it when bands are actually bands <laughs> no one's no, no one would be like "Fuck this guy what's he talking about everyone would know exactly what you mean but mm-hmm. It, and it makes it sound fucking like basically it makes it sound jaded and old to say this shit. But it's like Alex was saying about some of the labels we spoke to. It's, um it's you know, you you present something to someone where it's like, hey, this is something we spent loads of time on and we really care about it, and it's real and and it's and it's genuine and it's ours what do you and think it would of fit it?
1: perfectly on your label because you have a you have bands that have been yeah obsessed. because because
2: look at what this like look at the le- legacy of this label like wouldn't this be perfect and obviously that you know that's not us saying we we believe like we're entitled to it although we expect to get it but it's kind of like in our minds it's like that you know this this record could you know could could go it could be, be released on this label and then the response you get is like oh yeah but how's your instagram engagement and yeah do do you know what i mean and 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 you get into all that kind of um behind the curtain basically for lack of a better term all the kind of corporate bullshit where or the business side of it where you know the reality is it's like you you know on the outside whoever it is um whether it's a band or a label or, or any kind of organization they might look punk as fuck but like someone somewhere is having to crunch numbers and um and the reality of it is that it is a business. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's why, Yeah,
1: I mean, I wasn't going to say this, but I am going to say it now because I just want to get it off my chest. We spoke to a very, very large U S label who are a behemoth in the rock music world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they said to our manager, yeah, we like the music. We think it's great. Um, But we don't really sign bands anymore. We sign influencers that make music. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah.
3: Wait, wait. Just influencers that make music.
4: Mm hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: so b- go start TikTok like, dancing, renegade, renegade.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah. Oh so no, no.
2: Yeah, so it's it's not like they don't fucking care. Like, have you know? Have you ever even played a show? Maybe, maybe not. Like, have you got? Have you actually even got a live band at the moment? Maybe, maybe not. Like,
4: mm-hmm.
2: but ha- have you got three hundred thousand Instagram followers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you oh, do. So someone's going to write you some songs, and you're going to sing them. There you go.
0: And um, all all those numbers are so trivial because it's like. Yeah, you might have a million monthly listeners, or you might have three hundred thousand Instagram followers, but those don't equal fans or ticket sales or album sales or anything. Mm-hmm. That's just people that stumbled across you on a playlist or on like Instagram featured or whatever the fuck, and decided to follow you, and then they forgot you existed. So all of yeah. that is so fucking stupid. That's mm-hmm. just my opinion. Yeah. But
1: the internet's not real. Yeah, the internet. <laughs> this is this is where I. This is this is where you know. We, we kind of ended up being like, well, where the hell do we fit into this? Because, you know, going to rock shows is, is what we did growing up and it's what we still like to do. Mm-hmm. And that's why we make music, you know, is, is to connect with other people that like doing that. And the people that make that happen for bands don't seem to be interested in that. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously th- there are still people that are interested in that. Like Silent Cult, who we work with, our label, they are, they are, in it for the right reasons. They are wonderful people. They've worked so hard for us. We've loved working with them. And I'm so glad that we did sign with them. Um, but it's just weird as a musician to be like talking to a label and they don't want to talk about your music. Like, mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. I mean, it, I, it, I realize I'm sounding like an old jaded asshole, but you know what, yeah. like, but, but who gives it, a fuck? Yeah, it, but it's,
2: it's, that's the like, that's the unfortunate reality of of the music business is that it is a business and you know that shit has got to be taken into consideration by someone Mm -hmm. and it means that you know when you do get even like a brief little peek behind the curtain at like a you know a label or a band or an organization or whatever sometimes you you get a peek and you kind of go oh that's cool that's exactly how I thought it would be like you might meet someone in a band or whatever and and they're exactly like you think they are and then on the other hand you you meet someone in a band or talk to a label or whatever and they say or do something and you're just like that's fucking depressing mm-hmm. because it's yeah. you know what alex just said about the influences or anything like that and it's just like fuck the, the like the the sort of mental image i had of this thing is just um, ruined forever yeah yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: well i gave you plenty of time to think about your favorite lyric laurie
1: Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what a ridiculous Sorry, conversation. We just fucking <laughs> spoke, dude.
0: We just it's spoke, all good. Bro. We got Sorry. all the time in the world today, man.
2: <laughs> that was that was a ridiculous conversation. So what's your favorite lyric? <laughs> so your favorite lyric? Fuck the music business.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it
2: though. I love punk it. Rock,
1: right? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Mm. Fuck yeah. yeah. Um, I really like the the very last lyric on the whole record um which is if I could sleep I'd dream of you mm-hmm. um because it's just I, don't, I I can't say it. I mean obviously I don't, I don't know what Alex was thinking when he wrote it but I, I think it's a relatively self-explanatory line um and it's it's kind of cheesy and lame and it's just another thing that makes me sound old but it just it reminded me of all the lyrics that um people would like posts on their fucking myspace pages or msn profiles and like just stuff like that like back in the day like honestly honestly i don't even know if you guys are old enough to remember msn messenger
3: i so. know what it is mm-hmm. because of the office <laughs> but other than that i've never never been on it <laughs>
0: Never been on it. no like today oh, you would right. like make that um like you're 13 years old and you just got your discord account and like that would be like your yeah. status for the day it's like that be, lyric. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: That, yeah basically that's it yeah, yeah. And, and it just thanks for translating that into modern speech
0: <laughs> yeah thank you shane yeah. anytime
2: yeah. <laughs> but yeah that, that that's what it reminded me of it just it was such like a um like i said the lyric kind of speaks speaks for itself and but there's there's still like you know you can can interpret it different ways but it just reminded me of when I was uh, you know a a teenager growing up and and just like really getting into um not just not just getting into bands in terms of liking them but just you know when you when you I'm sure it happened at a different age for everyone but you know when you first did a deep dive on a band Mm -hmm. when you start looking up like all their lyrics and you you want to know every word to every song and you want to know who the band members are and you want to know who made the record and uh, and, and all this kind of and stuff like, mm-hmm. like, yeah yeah just everything like that it just it reminded me of loads of those bands that i listened to as a teenager where it was just like you just latch on to these lyrics and 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 you just you, you you almost just want to hold these lyrics up and like show them to people and even though then even though it's not your band and it's not your lyric it you just you weirdly want to fucking you know it's like you want to wear it on a t-shirt or something because it's you know you just identify with it and it just it just reminded me of all those those kind of things from from when i was a teenager so oh, yeah.
4: uh, and it, it's i
2: think it's a it's a really nice way to finish the record as well so that's i'd probably um yeah i'd probably get given not much time to think about it i would <laughs> i would say that one
0: Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Uh, so, had the tracklist for the album. Fuck the
1: music industry. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that, is one, that
0: is one. <laughs> uh So, had the tracklist for the album come back. Did you guys write the opener be the opener, closer be the closer? Did you guys shuffle around, see what fits? What was that process like?
1: So, we changed that, didn't we?
2: Yeah. Although I, I mean, I do feel like we did, but I, I, I feel like because where we had like you know, different batches of songs written at different times, I feel like each time we had a new batch of songs, it was, it wasn't immediately obvious where they should go, but it was, I think once we had what we felt was the right answer, it then seemed obvious. Mm -hmm. You know, we kind of shuffle them around and go, what about this? What about this? And then eventually they would just click and it would be like, well, that's, that's kind of it now. Mm -hmm. Um, And once we had the first maybe like 10 or 11 songs, we had a track listing for them, and obviously it got shuffled around once we added the, the extra ones that got written later on. But even once we wrote those, I think it was still, they kind of slotted into very obvious places.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, and, and we've, we've really tried to think about how the record would be listened to in the medium that we would listen to it, if yes. you see what I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, I love listening to records because it's a very, it's li- it's literally a physical experience. You have to take it out of the sleeve, put it on the mm-hmm. turntable, drop the needle, go and sit down, listen to the first side, get up, flip it over, and then start the whole process again. Yeah. So like for us, it was very much like we were literally thinking like, okay, what's going to start side A? What's going to finish side A? What's going to go in between? You know, what kind of, you know, not journey, because, like, you know, it's not a concept album, but, like, you know, what sort of experience would we want to have listening to this record? And Mm. um, Shiver, for example, was always the closer. Like, that never changed. But the first batch of songs we had, um, My Iron Heart was going to be the album opener. Wow. And then when we wrote Gravity, we were like, right, okay, that's sort of the album opener now. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it literally got to the point where we we put, we put like record scratches on the start of Gravity. Because we were like, I don't care if you're listening to this on Spotify. I want to mimic the environment of you listening to this on a record because that's how, you know, that that's how we really want this to be listened to, you know what I yeah. mean? um So yeah, it was it was a hell of a conversation, was it? We spent a lot of time on that.
2: Yeah, but like like I said, I think it was there was so much chopping and changing, but I, I think it was just a case of you know putting them in in the right order because once they got or, you know once they were where they are now, it was kind of like well that's it. It there wasn't really it got to a point where the conversation just stopped because it's like well that's that's the track listing
4: Mm -hmm. all right makes sense yeah Uh,
3: so could you guys tell us where headspace is at while you're creating this record
2: Hmm. oh i mean that that's i think that that's difficult because obviously it was it took us so fucking long (laughs) Mm -hmm. to to, to make this record so it's like you know where 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 were our heads at for for three years i mean I've, i've literally like i've got a video on my phone of um, me and Owen and Nate recording the very last bit of the record, which is just like some hand claps.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then when when we finish recording it, Owen is just like 2018 to 2021 because that's <laughs> like you know when we when we started and finished recording. And obviously we were writing for I don't know a, a year before that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Before, so so we recorded the first the first batch of songs in 2018, right? Mm-hmm. And our last EP came out in twenty seventeen. So when we were writing and recording in twenty eighteen, we thought it was going to be out end of twenty eighteen, maybe twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Now that got delayed for you know it, a number of reasons. First of all, you know all the label stuff that we've spoken about. Um, we also had like some tours that came up, so we were like, okay, let's put out a single, do this tour, and then figure out the album. Because you know, you, for a band like us, and you know. I suppose for any band of our size or the size, of, you know, whatever, wherever we were in 2018, a couple of tours can build a lot of momentum, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't want to just be like, hey, here's the album in late 2018 when we knew that 2019 had X, Y, and Z happening, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was... The, the Headspace writing it I think mm-hmm. was definitely very different from the Headspace releasing it in so many ways, you know? Like um, when I wrote the vast majority of these songs, I was living, in fact, I, I was living about 20 feet that way. So I'm, I'm sitting in my office right now, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is very near London. Um, and I used to live basically attached to my office because my office is on a farm. I used to live in some other buildings on that farm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now I live 200 miles away oh. with, my, with my girlfriend. So, you know, and, and, I, and, and that's where I was living when, when the album was released. Mm-hmm. So my, my headspace and my, my physical situation writing the songs was so markedly different because you know, like Laurie was talking about the end of Shiver with "If I could sleep, I'd dream of you." I was like, "What, man? I don't fucking want to be here." You know, the only person I want to be with is 200 miles away, like, and and it's bothering me. I can't fucking sleep, man. Like, it's 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 killing me. I'm you you're killing me over here. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Yeah. But but then when it was released, like. You know, the night that it was released, I just went upstairs and went to sleep in my house with my girlfriend. Oh, like what? the the you know the one person that that, that wasn't there when I, when I was writing it. You know what I mean? So, um, there were so many different headspaces for every song for for kind of writing and then recording and then releasing. Like it was man, it was a it was a trip. Honestly, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. That's if really you, awesome. you ever want to you know not be stressed, just don't release an album. You know, Stop like, getting a bit. avoid it. <laughs> Pick yeah. something else.
0: Yeah. Just, you know. yeah. Um, Start a YouTube channel. Apparently, they're really popular. Yeah, I go. mean, and then <gasps> and mean... then you might get signed to a major label.
3: There
1: you go. Exactly.
0: There, there you go. And then there you, you can go, write Shane. an album
1: or have an album written for you. Man.
0: Perfect. Oh. Either way. There we go. <laughs> uh, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time should they do it in the car with friends in the dark with headphones on is this a party album a workout album what do you guys personally recommend
1: I know exactly I, how you should listen to this album
2: I, I think that's a hard question because like I know you were just saying about how it is you know, it is not a hard question for me I know you're going to say about how it should be spun on vinyl and everything like that but like
1: even more even more than that even more than that like okay, here's how you should listen to this record. Mm-hmm. You need to sit down, not necessarily in the dark. We're not talking like pitch black. You know, this mm-hmm. isn't like a Phoebe Bridges record. You know what I mean? Oh, like, okay. mm-hmm. Or, you know, an Alkaline Trio record that's, you know, needs to be listened to on your own in the dark. You need to sit down in a nicely lit environment. Maybe you've lit some candles or something. Okay, you need to okay. get your drink of choice, whether it's, you know, a cup of tea, a glass of wine, a beer, a whiskey, whatever. Just get your drink of choice. Put it on the table next to you. Light the candles. Go over to your record player. Pull it out the sleeve. Put it down. And turn your fucking phone onto airplane mode. Okay. And just think about where you are in your life. And there you go. That's, oh. how, that's how I want people to listen to this record.
0: It's a very wow. deep listening experience.
1: hmm I mean, yeah, I mean, like I say, it's not a fee Ridges record, it's not a Bright Eyes record, but there's you know listen to it. Listen to it hard.
4: Al-
1: yeah. al- alternatively,
2: if you're not if you're not a person who buys records and is gonna sit and listen to vinyl, then just get in the car and drive somewhere and crank it.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I'd say that's the other one. Cause I I I I like I still listen to i i still listen to this record uh, you know as like like i would listen to other records i like uh, you know i i'll just i put it on cause i'cause i like it mm-hmm. um and it's it's definitely i i think it's definitely a driving record there's so many like stompy songs and um yeah i i definitely think it's a a driving record for sure oh, and yeah. it's it's kinda it's i mean it's not it's not that long but um what's it like forty minutes i think it's 44
1: minutes and 15 seconds because we could only just about fit it on a 12-inch vinyl. Yes. <laughs> that's right.
0: So it's a perfect for like a, a, a morning commute to work.
1: Yeah. yeah. Perfect. There we go. Yeah, yeah. I commute. have a question for you guys. What's your preferred way? Like if you have a record that you absolutely fucking love, you know when, you, you know when an album gets released and you're like, I love that record and I'm going to make time to listen to it what do you do do you do you like put headphones on and sit in the dark or do you get in your car and go for a drive or do you like get on a bus and just be like i don't give a fuck where it's going because i'm going to listen to this record like what's what's your what's your
3: go-to i'm sure yours is a lot more simple shane
0: okay so i've tried the in the dark thing and i got scared so I don't do that anymore. Out of the dark <laughs> <laughs> I tried to listen to Hey, the, it depends the, what you're
3: listening to. I
0: tried depends to listen to the newest to. water parks album in the dark because the front man on night was like, bro, you gotta listen to this in you the, gotta the dark because to the like dark. and I was like, No, I'm too scared and I turn my lights back on. So that doesn't work. <laughs> Usually because i listen to it the second it comes out i i sin and i'll listen to it on my phone speakers like for the first listen and i know that that's like a sin for speakers. on the phone speakers because you know i'm lying in bed my computer's downstairs you know i'm just trying to be comfortable and then i'll either listen to it on my better computer speakers in the morning or if i have to go to work that morning i'll listen to it on my drive to work and really you know take it in um but I don't want to wait to listen to it. So I'll just first listen is usually on the the phone speakers unless we get it early, then it's in the car or at my computer.
3: I'm personally offended over the phone speaker thing. I thought you had, like, yeah, headphones Gory, or Gory earbuds. Did not like that. No, because then just, I'll just
0: scare myself because I can't hear anything going on outs- the- outside of the music. Imagine it's like me 12 sitting- a.m. What, yeah, what would be well, happening? Scary. What if the boogeyman comes and gets me? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why, like, imagine, like, some artist was like, listen to it in the dark and put the headphones on. I'll shit yeah. my pants. I can't do that.
3: God. You're too paranoid, man. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen. Just put on headphones. It's put
0: anxiety. On headphones. What can I say?
3: Oh, my God. Um, For me, it depends on the artist. Like for Tyler, the Creator's newest album, which I was really looking forward to. It's very good. Um, I listened to it with my dad on some really good speakers because he also likes Tile of the Creator. Um, but for water parks, I I did listen to it in the dark. I didn't with get scared headphones. No, I didn't. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> um, but then I also like to sometimes I just wait for my vinyl to come in, which is very tempting, but to to just listen to it online instead of the vinyl. But like I feel like the first official listen is usually vinyl sometimes. Mm. Nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice.
3: Yeah. All right. Uh, (laughs) So this one should be super, super quick. Off top of your heads, I want you guys to describe this album for your listeners in three words, no more, no less. Both, if you have to do it.
1: Is rock and roll one word or three
3: words? (laughs) I would. I mean, I would say it's three.
1: Ah, damn it. Okay, not that then. Um... We can hyphen it for you
3: if you want yeah, yeah it's we can got, make like, it one
1: apostrophes word. in it you know so it's like is it one word is it three words i don't know um three words
2: um oh can i can i steal someone else's description of it someone someone tweeted about the record the other day mm-hmm. and it was the i genuinely think it was the most like accurate description of our album so far i need to find it real quick uh Okay, it's, it's not three words. It's totally a cop out, but uh, so they described it as uh, somber rock for grown-up emo kids.
3: Oh, That's spot on. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And I was just like, yeah, this this guy gets it. All right. Yeah. So okay. So
1: yeah,
2: maybe. Uh, I, oh, yeah. God, man. I mean, now if if I had to give my own answer, I I would say like. Uh, N- melancholy romantic punk.
3: Oh. Okay. I like that. I guess. That's
4: good. Let's
2: go with it, that. Cuz you got the vintage vibes and um you know some of the more kind of like slow romantic parts, but at the same time it's like we're still a punk band like you can still hear the influence of like Ramones and Trio and Green Day and just like, you know, those four-chord punk bands like that's still clearly there,
1: you mm-hmm.
2: know. Um we just got all the other mm-hmm. stuff kind of
1: sprinkled into. Yeah. I describe it as songs I wrote. There you go. There you
0: go. Perfect. And only you can describe it that way.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we can all describe it that way, but you know, <laughs> the words are mostly mine.
0: Fair. So. Um, so, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album?
1: I would say positivity,
2: personally. Oh. I, I would
1: say like what what what's the word for like positivity or um. Wait, I've frozen. Can you guys still hear me? We can hear you. We can hear you, okay, but you cool. are frozen. I might... Yeah, okay, cool. Um, I, I would say um, whatever the word is that describes positivity in the face of adversity or in the face of growing up or, you know, like Defiant. the kind of, yeah, defiance. Defiance is a good word. There we go. That's, that, that, that's what I want people to feel.
3: Perfect. A lot. Great answers. Uh, so, what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this album?
2: Ooh. I, I, for, for me, it's um, it was when we did the Melanie video because that oh, wow. was yeah. that that was the first song that we released because we had um, we had a tour with Creeper, kind of come out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and we were like, shit, we we should really release a song like to to go along with that tour Mm
1: -hmm.
2: um and melanie was the song that was definitely um i think that one had probably been written the longest
1: out of them maybe
2: um or i I feel like it was the most well developed yeah and it was one that we knew we'd be able to play live um just because it's relatively simple compared to some of the others so that's why we were like okay let's let's you know get this out so we needed to make a video and everything and just shooting that video and like. It, it all kind of tied up really really well because um it was getting we were still working on the record and you know it like mixing you know it was being mixed and stuff like that when we shot the video so we were getting mixes sent across um and we were getting emails from the artist um jared gaines who did the artwork which is also hanging
1: up over there mm-hmm. <laughs> um
3: but <laughs> well, you got all of it
1: uh, Laurie's yeah. a fucking hustler mate. <laughs> Come on. Laurie's a fucking hustler. I'm going to let me let, let me see if this one blows or not.
3: Okay, okay.
1: Nah. Nah, honestly. Another great one for the Spotify listeners. There oh, we...
3: there we go. Another oh, cool. One, yeah. That's really pretty.
1: Yeah. So,
2: yeah, but uh, um so we were getting emails from the uh, from from Jared, um who did that while we were making the video. And we shot the video on the Isle of Wight over the course of a weekend. And it was just like perfect weather. um, And it was just so much fun. Uh, You know, we stayed in these, um, we stayed in this, uh, What's? it's not Karen, it's an Airstream, isn't it?
1: Airstream, yeah.
2: Yeah, we stayed in these like vintage Airstreams, which is where we actually, you know, we we stayed where we were shooting the video in these vintage Airstreams. And it was just, it was just the most fun. Um, And it just really felt like we were kind of in just engulfed with everything we were doing because, you know, we were still making the album and getting the mixes sent across and sorting out the artwork while we were making the video. And so it was, you know, really a kind of, um, it was an all consuming time, but in a, in a positive way, do you know what I mean? Just kind of surrounded by all this stuff that we wanted to be, um, that we wanted to be working on. And then obviously, you know, when, when we released it, we then had those shows with Creeper, which were great. Um, so yeah, whenever I think about making the album, even though it was such a long process, I that's always kind of a big sort of go to for me. It's just when we when we um, when we did the
1: initial batch of songs, and then when we did the video for Melanie. Oh yeah, the Isle of Wight, by the way, is um, a weird little island off the south coast of England, mm. right? So you have to take a ferry to get there, mm. and when you get off the ferry, it's like you've gone back fifteen years, like. <laughs> Things don't reach the Isle of Wight that quick. Mm-hmm. It's... But, but, um,
2: yeah, but, but the whole island is... is re- you, could, you could drive across the whole thing in, like, 40 minutes. That's so cool. So it's, it's, so it's, it's yeah. really, really small. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it's, yeah, tiny. it's we, yeah, weirdly kind of, like, dated. Um, you know when you see those, like, old-school British seaside photos? Mm-hmm. it's
1: It's kind of like that. You know? yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah. I would say my single favorite memory from recording the album was when we, we were doing Gravity, which is the first song on the album, and we were discussing kind of the overall vibe of, of the record, and we really wanted it to sound like people playing instruments. So for the guitars, um, Daly, the producer, who is like, I would say he's the fifth member of Miss Vincent, but he's almost like the first member of Miss Vincent because he's literally recorded every single EP and, and, and the album, like he's, he's done everything with us.
4: Um,
1: he set up um, heads and cabs in the live room of the ranch in Southampton, um, where we recorded, and we and Laurie and I went into the live room and you know picked up guitars, plugged them into these these amps, and like we had we had to wear headphones obviously to hear the rest of the track, but also we had to wear headphones because it was so fucking loud that if yeah. you took them off, your eardrums would burst mm-hmm. because um, like we were using valve amps and they were cranked so like. The ranch is on, is, is as, as the name suggests, it's on a farm. Mm-hmm. So you can turn that shit up and nobody's gonna care. You can go like, blow past the, the soundproofing on the studio and no one gives a shit. Yeah. And it's right next to a motorway. So like two minutes away, all you can hear is the motorway. You still can't hear the guitars. Mm-hmm. So we had these things cooking. And Daly just said like, play the song. Like you don't have to play it perfectly, just play the song. And even through the headphones, like you could hear, like every time, you know, you changed a chord, you could hear like the tiny little squeak on the strings. Oh, or like, mm-hmm, if you held mm-hmm. the chord, like two seconds later, you'd just be hit by by this wall of feedback. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I, I honestly, I felt like fucking Thanos, man. That's I felt so like, cool. you know, yeah. I could just click my fingers and the world would end. It, it was so, it was like, so like, the sound was so powerful that I was just like yeah. blown away by the sound of our guitars. And like I just remember looking at Laura and we were just like, we were like little kids playing in the mud when you're five. We were just <laughs> fucking in heaven. That's and it was great. amazing. I, know, yeah, there's, there's, I don't think I've ever been that happy. We need to,
2: I know we've, we've used a little bit of the video footage from it, but at some point we need to just we should literally just put out like a 30 second video just which is just us just some of that raw footage of us just playing playing gravity because that would be that be just i just want to see that because it, it was so much fun so i'd love to see some of that footage again but actually hear it you know because i know mm-hmm. I, like i said we've used some of that footage but not with the sound so i'd love to just actually so the see the audio is
1: totally unusable <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God. The videographer yeah. actually needed a new microphone after that, but uh...
1: yeah, yeah. He also needed two new eardrums. So, uh... <laughs> oh, that's
0: um, so. Picture this: you're on tour at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice?
4: Oh,
2: mm. if they've got um, if they've got a KFC, I'd be getting the the vegan burger from KFC. Rich, right. did, do they do that in do you guys have that in the states?
0: They have beyond um like chicken nuggets, nuggets now. Yeah. I'm I'm very oh, jealous yeah. we don't have the burger yet. Um uh, okay. Yeah.
2: But yeah, I I'd, I'd probably if they had a KFC, I'd go for the um the the vegan burger because they're
1: fucking great.
0: All right. Mm. Solid.
1: For me for me it would probably be so we went on tour in Germany just before the pandemic like literally our last show got canceled because of COVID Aww. and my most prevalent food from being Germany was basically going to McDonald's and having the big vegan, which is like a big Mac, but vegan. And at the time you couldn't get that shit anywhere but Germany pretty much.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: so, you know, we, we try, we try not to eat fast food too much on tour. Obviously it's kind of hard because you're eating at like 2am, mm-hmm. um, but I just remember eating fuckloads of big vegans, and it was amazing.
4: I'm very Although, jealous. To
1: be honest, dude, if, if if we um if we went on tour in the states, I mean, I wouldn't be able to choose. Like your gas stations are, uh, I mean, literally like a candy store to me. I I love American candy. I love I love the drinks. I love the the fucking coffees that you guys have. You know, when you go into mm-hmm. like the gas stations on the on the freeway, and they're like. Oh, yeah, we've got 17 different variations of coffee, and they're all just here for you. I mean, they're all 99
0: cents, every single size.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You can just have like, you know, seven liters of coffee, and it's 99 cents. It's great. I mean, yeah. But sadly, we've never been on tour in America yet.
0: Aww. Hopefully so, one uh, of these days.
1: Exactly. Uh, yeah.
0: I'm very jealous that you guys have, at least like even just on that side of the world, you guys have vegan McDonald's because over here, that's the one thing that we're lacking in the fast food department I is no, no no, vegan really? McDonald's.
3: Is it uh, Burger King that we have? Yes. Oh, sorry. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. We, we've, yeah. we do at the time well, when we toured Germany, they had the what they called the big vegan, but we didn't have that in the UK. Yet. And now we've got the McPlant, which I'm pretty sure is different because I don't, I remember the big vegan being better than the McPlant and I I feel like they're different. I haven't had Um, the McPlant yet. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Like if, if, you know, if I, if I was hungry and there was nothing but McDonald's, I would get one. Mm -hmm. I'm not really going to go out of my way to go and buy one because they're just whatever. It's fine. It's, you know, as a vegan burger, it's okay. As a Mm -hmm. vegan option from McDonald's, it's really good.
0: Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Um, Makes sense.
2: But yeah, I mean, like, it's it's definitely, um, since the last time we properly toured, it's definitely gotten way easier to eat at service stations now because KFC do vegan food, mm-hmm. Burger King do vegan food, and McDonald's do vegan food, which is...
1: And Subway, now. obviously, because like, they've got, like, the, the meatless yeah, yeah. marinara and all that kind of stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah. whereas, like, I, I'm not vegan anymore, but I, I, I was vegan for a couple of years, and I remember there was a time where, like, We'd walk into a service station, and I'd be like, "Cool, I can get crisps and water, and that's it." <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Because, or it was it, either that, or it was just fucking chips everywhere. Yeah, like you just—I'd go, I'd go to McDonald's and get chips, or go to Burger King and get chips. And just, like that's all you know, all you could get. Whereas now, like I said, there's is kind of mad how many options there actually
1: are now. Yeah, yeah. you you guys have good good vegan options from a lot of fast food places, though, right? Like. I see yeah. I, like so I, I watch a lot of American football and um because of that obviously I, I see your adverts now, first of all, American adverts are so much better than British adverts Do <laughs> you guys go fucking ham on mm, that shit, yeah, like, you go absolutely nuts on adverts, and so I'm, you know I've, man, if I see one more. Advert for the plant based chorizo in Chipotle.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna
1: fucking screw because, like, it's on every single ad break. But Mm -hmm. it seems like you guys are all over that now, right?
0: Yeah, it's definitely gotten better over the past couple of years, but it's like still some of the big chains like McDonald's and Wendy's haven't adopted it yet. So it's like a little annoying, right? And like a Chipotle, there's not one on every corner same with like a salad works there's not one on every corner or even like subway there's you know the closest one to me is like 20 miles away so oh um, wow yeah. really well i'm i'm on wow. the jersey shore so like the big thing around here is jersey mike's so mm. which is... oh
1: fucking hell i would love to be at jersey mike's man. <laughs> Man, oh Jesus (laughs) Christ! We we had this conversation last time, didn't we? You basically live in like my dream state,
0: right? Probably, yeah. You got to come over to New Jersey, man. We got a little bit of everything over here.
1: Mm -hmm. I fucking love New Jersey, man. Oh, honestly, hell yeah. Mm Oh,
3: Uh, so on the topic of food, if the band could be a dish, what dish would the band be?
2: Oh, don't don't you wish
1: Owen was here to answer that question? Yeah, our bass player is a chef. Oh! And, and he fucking talks about it every chance he gets and, and chances that he doesn't get. Like, if you're having a conversation, he will just turn around the conversation to the fact that he's a chef. I
3: that's love that for like, love that for <laughs> Because that's just <laughs> yeah. what he
1: does. Mm-hmm. Um, if Miss Vincent were a dish.
4: Mm-hmm. I w-
1: I, so I would say that Miss Vincent is a this is this is remarkably specific but miss vincent is a true pizza now true pizza is a small chain it has like fucking three stores right but it is only in certain like three cities in the UK but it serves like proper New York pizza Um, and they've recently started doing a New Jersey pizza, which is weird because it like, I, I like. You you guys have so many different types of pizza that it's absolutely fucking like um inconceivable to
0: us. Well,
3: I know? think that's kind of a scam because I don't think New Jersey is not known for its pizza.
0: No, New Jersey <laughs> no, but, so, is right next to New York, so we just steal New York's ideas. <laughs> exactly, no, It's but, just but, New
1: York. But apparently, apparently, New York, New Jersey pizza is like it has um more a, a higher ratio of tomato sauce to cheese and um it's cooked at high, apparently it's cooked at a higher temperature and because of that often the top can ap- appear slightly burnt and apparently it creates this like it apparently they use like more sugar in the tomato sauce or something so that it like um it like crystallizes on the top and mm-hmm. looks slightly burnt but it's not and Jersey pizza.
0: Most of vegan, so like cheese oh. isn't a like I go in, I'm like, all right, I'll take tomato sauce and olives, thanks. And they're like, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> um
4: yeah.
0: so no, I've never heard of it that though, but that sounds really good. Um
1: Yeah. So But I, I would say I would say it's it's a true pizza because they they're, they're in the UK, right? <laughs> but they make something that is quintessentially american
0: that's definitely american yes i don't know if that's yeah. new jersey and, and that is what, but... what
1: miss vincent is it is it is an american band that was born in the uk mm-hmm. essentially i love
0: to that me. yeah yeah Do you agree laurie
1: laurie uh yeah i mean uh,
2: the fact that you just I, I did kind of wonder where you were going with this whole new jersey pizza thing but then because you said it's yeah to, to make the analogy of it being an, an american thing but created in the uk uh yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much hitting the
0: nail on the head. So All right. Mm-hmm. Uh so for the last couple of questions we're gonna shift completely away from music. So if you'd be one animal for the rest of your life, what animal would you be and why?
4: I
2: I'd be I I I'd, I'd wanna be something that flies, but I'd wanna be something that flies that no one fucks with.
3: Eagle. <laughs> if you're in if you're yeah. in the US. Yeah, maybe, maybe that then. Uh, how how long do they live? I don't know. I, Let's 10, look 15? 15 years is my guess.
4: <laughs> Surely they, but they must. I'd be a cat.
0: The... a cat. The fifteen and twenty years.
3: There you go. Oh, that's that
2: seems really bad.
0: <laughs> I would, I don't know why. I would have just expected an eagle to live
2: longer than that.
3: Oh. Well. Um,
2: Yeah, I'm I'm disappointed in the lifespan, so I'm changing
1: my answer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. If I I could be an animal, it would definitely be a cat. Mm -hmm. You basically go outside when you want to. You fucking get fed. You sleep 18 hours a day. Mm -hmm. Nobody expects you to be nice all the time. (laughs) Like, people kind of expect you to be a bit of an asshole sometimes. And when you are nice, you get treated like a fucking god. Mm -hmm. like it's almost like you have bestowed the gift of friendliness upon your loyal subjects
4: Mm
1: -hmm. so being a cat sounds pretty damn good Mm -hmm. yeah i mean that that does sound pretty good but i think for the
2: i would either want to be something that can fly like an eagle if it just lived a bit longer or Mm -hmm. i'd want to be something that something that could go like to the very bottom of the ocean just, just basically i want because a cat like that does sound pretty good you know sleeping all day but like i i could sleep if i wanted to like it's you know I, can't point. cats don't, cats. you know yeah. for the most part i've have got it pretty good um but cats don't c- cats can't do anything that i can't do
4: mm. you know you I, I can
2: i can eat i can sleep i can laze around Granted, I can't do it eighteen hours of every day. Mm-hmm. But well, you could, but like,
0: uh, <laughs> if drive, you quit your I, job, you exactly. your house, mm-hmm. you know.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I'd, maybe I'd either say an eagle, um, just so I could fly, or just I don't know, just some gross sea creature that can go right to the bottom <laughs> of the ocean, just so I could just to see what's down there.
0: All right, fair
1: enough.
3: Perfect. Uh, so if you, you guys have...
1: aren't getting out of this. What would you be? What would you be?
3: Oh.
0: I haven't thought of this one. I don't fucking know a dog. <laughs> a dog. Because I wasn't really a dog person until I started dating my uh, my partner. And they're super into dogs. And they really made me a dog person now. So I guess I'll be a dog.
3: I didn't know you weren't a dog. You have a dog.
0: Well, I mean, like, I was like, like, you say either me, like, dogs or cats. I'd be like, dogs. But, like, I didn't really, like, give a shit either way. And now, like, I'll drive past dog and be like, look, that was a dog. Like, and I'll be in my car <laughs> by myself. So, like, yeah. that, like that's what I yeah, mean we- when I've become a dog person. Okay. I, I
2: have I have always been a cat person. Um, mm-hmm. I like I I don't because I I've had a cat or I've always had a cat apart from like a two year gap in my life. I've always had a cat, um, and I don't I don't see me ever owning a dog. But every time I drive past a dog, I'm like, dog, there's a dog.
0: <laughs> exactly, there's yeah. a dog. Yeah. Yep,
2: and we point um, like me and my yeah you know, me and my girlfriend will point at the dog and we'll make noises to emulate the sound of the dog walking and just like. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh,
3: I'd probably, I'd, I'd be sure. a dog too. There you go. Yeah. I don't know what breed. Copying but... me? No. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, I was a dog person first. <laughs> Thank you. So if anything, you're copying me. <laughs> Anyways. So if you could have lunch with any celebrity or artist dead or alive, who would it be and why?
1: Fuck. Oh man. Uh-huh. Just one,
3: just one. yeah, just one.
2: I I would say John Mayer, which is going to Alex is not going to be surprised in the slightest that I've said that. <laughs> um, I would say John Mayer, which is because he is he's my favorite guitarist, um, but he's 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 a he's really good at talking, which sounds mm-hmm. like a weird thing to say, but like any interview I've seen with him. He's, um, I mean, if you look at old interviews, he's kind of a dick. Like if if you look at the interviews from when he's in his twenties, but yeah, you know, he was he's just kind kind of your, you know, typical the Jennifer
1: Aniston era.
2: Yeah, yeah, like he he's you kind of typical arrogant rock star at that point where he's kind of um, you know loves the smell of his own shit and is just kind of full of himself. Yeah, um, but. I think since doing the whole dickhead rock star" thing, he kind of went away for some time and um, I, 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 you know, I, I think he's managed to kind of, uh, you know, cast that persona aside and, um, but if, you know, in any, any kind of recent interviews with him, he's just really kind of, um, he, he just speaks really well. Like whatever it is you're talking, like, you know, whether it's like watches or music or whatever it is he's talking about, he's, he speaks like I could listen to talk about anything because he just you know speaks really well but um I think he would just be aside from the fact that I like his music and would like to meet him and everything like that I just I think he would just be a very interesting person to have lunch with because there are some people who um you know whether it's people in bands I like or actors or whatever like I think there's some people that you'd have lunch with and you'd be like well yeah it's cool because I met this person but I think there's a lot of famous people who who are probably fucking boring,
4: mm-hmm.
2: you know. Because it's like, you know, like I'm I'm not saying this guy in particular, but let's say you you go for to go out to lunch with Tom Holland. Tom Holland huh. is not Spider Man. He's Tom Holland. Like mm-hmm. he, you know, granted, he, I'm I'm not saying but he, he is boring. But, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm just giving. Him. I'm not saying he is boring. I'm just mm-hmm. as an example, like you know. It, if if you're if Tom, you're if you're of... listening, hit me up. We'll go to lunch. lunch. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah.
3: You're welcome you're on fan, the podcast, Tom.
2: If, you know, If you're a fan <laughs> of Tom Holland, you're probably a fan of Tom Holland because of Spider-Man. So but then, when you go out to lunch with him, he's not going to be doing backflips and like fucking shooting web and whatever. He's just yeah. going to be sat there like eating a salad. Like hi.
0: Be like, I really love my girlfriend, and I'm also yeah. Spider-Man sometimes. Like that, yeah, and you that's know, all I know about the dude. Yeah.
1: Wow, <laughs> that's it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, okay, I, so I, just, Glory and me are going to go out for lunch with Tom Holland and you guys can go fuck yourselves. There
3: you go, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Fine, you, and, then, and then if it turns out he's fucking boring, I, I can say I told you so. Exactly. He's
1: definitely not boring.
3: No, he's not.
1: He's not. Um, so I'm going to give you two answers just because I'm going to go with one alive and one dead. Okay. The, okay. the dead one would be Johnny Cash because, like, I mean, that would just be fucking awesome. Like, you know how you said John Mayer talks really well? Like every interview I've ever seen with Johnny Cash is just like it's it's like poetry. You know, the dude could just fucking read the phone book and I'd be like, yeah, this is like the Bible to me, mm-hmm. you know? Um like I've read a couple of books about him, I've read his autobiography, I've listened to so much of his music. Um, you know, he he's not like um you know, a saint, but at the same time, he like always found his way back from being that kind of jilted rock star, you know? Mm-hmm. Like he just led an incredible life. And yeah, man, I fucking love that guy. Um, And the Alive One would, yeah, it would definitely be Bruce Springsteen. I mean, can you just fucking imagine going for lunch with Springsteen? I mean, the guy got done for DUI a couple of years ago in, in <laughs> New Jersey. I was just like, when I heard about that, I was like, yeah, I mean, that is bad, but also, it's Springsteen in New Jersey. I mean, You're Doesn't he, he's like, he's like the king of New Jersey. I mean, you know, that's like, you know, if, if God came down to earth and, and he'd, he'd probably just be Springsteen in New Jersey because like, you know, it's Springsteen in yeah. New Jersey. Like I'm not, ex- I'm not excusing drink driving. That mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. that is absolutely not what I'm doing. Yeah. But yeah, at the yeah. same time, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's He's Springsteen in New Jersey, man. Like,
0: what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you are you so should move here because you are like New Jersey through and through, man. Like, New mm-hmm. Jersey Pizza, you're a Springsteen fan. Like, that's basically what York goes Jones on fan. here.
1: That's I'm all, all I'm Sunday fan. I'm a fucking Misfits fan. I'm in my camera romance fan. I'm there
3: too. you go. Yeah. Anyway, you basically yeah. live here
0: as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah
0: so for this last question boom you're on desert island you can bring one movie one person and one album who and what are you bringing
1: one album one person and one movie
2: Mm can i can i bring a a trilogy can i bring one trilogy
3: sure yeah yeah
2: okay if if i can bring a trilogy it would be lord of the rings
3: Mm -hmm. oh that's gonna last you a while
2: (laughs) Yeah, the the obviously the extended Lord of the Rings. Oh, of cause, course. Because then then I've got like twelve hours of movie. Um, mm-hmm. if, if if but if that's a cop out, if I just had to bring a singular movie, then it would be The Shawshank Redemption. Um, because like I said earlier, favorite movie. Um, uh, the person would just be my girlfriend because of course. Um, and the album, I I really don't know um what this 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 I fucking like this isn't against you guys I fucking hate this question now because of <laughs> it's but it's because um I used to be i mean I guess I still am, but it's just a weird thing to talk about like I used to be a huge brand new fan, mm-hmm. they were like my number one like they were like my most favorite band by a long way um and anytime someone was like you know oh what's your favorite band or favorite record or whatever Without even having to think, I would just be like, "The devil and God are raging inside me." Um, That was my favorite record, and I thought it was the best record ever. But since all that stuff came out about Jesse Lacey, like, I, I I still listen to them very rarely, but I just the the listening experience is just not the same anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, without without going into talking about like the, the you know what he did or anything like that, it's just it obviously um it it just kind of fucks up um yeah i mean i i imagine there are thousands and thousands of people who just don't listen to brand new anymore who were like you know die hard
3: mm-hmm. hardcore
2: fans um so that you know if you go back what i don't know what 5 years that would have been my answer like without thinking i would have just been like lord of the rings devil and god are raging inside me my girlfriend mm-hmm. that that would have been those those three things but now that that whole thing has happened with brand new. Like I said, don't listen to that often. Um, and, and it's weird. Cause I, I like, I now don't, I don't know what I would say is my favorite record anymore.
4: Mm.
2: Cause it isn't that, um, but nothing has really kind of taken that obvious top spot for me.
4: Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Mm-hmm.
3: That's fair. That sucks. I'm I, sorry.
1: I would say, yeah, yeah I mean, that does suck. I mean, can you like? Yeah, I yeah. can't imagine that happening to one of my favorite artists. I mean, the Ramones are all dead, so that's never gonna happen. So that's oh. fine. But like, I just you know, if anything ever happened to anyone from Green Day or Alkaline Trio or something like that, I would just mm-hmm. fucking. I,
2: I mean. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, it's it's it feels a little bit lame being like, wow, you know, about about the music when you know. When, when bands or celebrities or whatever, when people get cancelled for doing shitty things, it's like,
4: mm-hmm.
2: you know, obviously really it's, whoever's been affected by the shitty thing of the, you know, the sort of more, you know, the most important people in that scenario. But but at the same time, you know, when someone does do something shitty, then it obviously does, if they've got, you know, creative artwork that's in the public eye, it obviously does affect the, I mean, I'm so fucking glad I never got a brand new tattoo.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, because
2: i i I don't have any tattoos but i for years i've always said like if ever i were to get something it probably would have been some like you know a piece of the artwork from that record or something like that and i'm just so fucking glad i didn't and there will be thousands of people that got that did have brand new tattoos that Mm -hmm. had to get them covered up or lasered off or whatever because it's just you know hard to kind of think about them in the same way and and listen to them in the same way Mm -hmm
1: yeah i am um, i've been i've been trying to let laurie talk for a while so i can think of a fucking answer for this but um <laughs> i'm 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 also gonna go with my girlfriend or fiance but we're we're, we're getting married in in april but Woo! we're gonna go straight from girlfriend to wife because there's nothing worse for me than being like oh hey um i'm alex and this is my fiance, fiance. yeah that just yeah. doesn't oh, like seem um, like you <laughs> There yeah. yeah, we get it. Getting married. Shut up.
0: Congrats, by the way. I
3: was, I was just...
1: Thank you. Yeah. Congratulations. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, long overdue. But like, yeah, I mean, you know, she I'm pretty sure she could deal with me on a desert island, which is um, a massive achievement by her, by the way, because I'm I can be a bit of a fucking nightmare, I'm sure. But um, so, yeah, she definitely come with me in terms of a movie. I'm going to go for a weird one and. This is going to take some explaining but I would take Greece.
3: Okay. Oh. Um, All right. Yeah. That's
2: a
1: Now that, I'm just going to say that's just a terrible choice. <laughs> no, like, it's not because that is not no, no, a no.
2: fucking terrible
1: and choice. And here's why. No, no, no. Okay, no, no. Hear me out. Here's why that's not a terrible choice, <sighs> right? You're on a desert island, okay? You do not want a movie that is going to make you think too much or mm-hmm. you know like one like probably my favorite movie of all time is Viva Vendetta because oh, it just movie. you know I just can't I just can't get enough of it but
4: mm-hmm.
1: but Greece I don't really want to be sitting on <laughs> a desert island thinking about
2: what I I just said but Greece because you were like yeah Viva you know Viva Vendetta is my favorite movie you know great cast great story uh, you know, yeah. some incredible scenes, and it's, you know, based on this amazing book and blah, 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 but Greece because <laughs> yeah. shoe up, shoe water, water, Oh, <laughs> <danger>. <laughs> <laughs> No, but that,
1: that's the thing. Like, you know, like I love old movies. Like Casablanca is one of my favorite movies of all time. And, you know, like for, for a couple of years, because like I travel a lot with my other job. And um, for a couple of years, um, British Airways had Casablanca on their in flight entertainment. And I would just watch it every fucking time it was on. And that was like one out of every two fights. (laughs) No, because the reason that I don't want to take these movies is because you're on a fucking desert island, dude. Like there is nothing, you do not want to think too deep. So what do I want to do? I want to get up and dance. I don't want to fucking think about anything. I just want something that is going to make me like, like, what were you saying? (laughs)
2: Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah, because i there we go. I know all that fucking bullshit because i was i was in greece when i was a teenager at school like my my school's production of greece i I was you know one of like one of danny zuko's f- you know like part of his little gang um
1: <laughs> you were uh, part of the t-birds no yeah shit. yeah yeah um <laughs> But yeah, yeah I mean, so like, the the, I, I the other thing I, I need to mention about Greece is um, obviously there is a lot of misogyny in there and I'm not like saying that I support misogyny, but at the same time, it's like, you can't really watch any old movies without coming across misogyny, sexism. I mean, racism. a lot of racism as well. Yeah. Like, there is a lot of fucking lot of dubious racism. shit in classic movies. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you kind of have to watch it with like, I'm not like probably more than a pinch of salt. Maybe like, you know, probably a pound of salt, but mm-hmm. at the same time, the songs are great. It's just a fun movie. As long as you can look past the fact that Danny Zuko is a fucking asshole. So <laughs> bit, yeah. Why'd you want to take this fucking movie? Like no he wants to dance.
2: Of, of yeah. all, I know, but fun. every time you like, you would dance to those songs for a week and then you just be like, oh, I, have, I heavily regret bringing this piece of shit. Like, can movie. we
0: start a fire so that I can set this fucking thing on fire? <laughs>
2: Honestly, man, I don't watch the a fucking no. movie anymore. <laughs> by by the by the tenth time you heard the fucking duh 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 that's you, the you, thing. You, 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 you would, don't wish.
1: you watch it every day. You would like you wouldn't be able to watch any movie every day. Like if you watched the Lord of the Rings every day for a week, you'd be fucking sick of it. I'm, yeah, by the I'm, time I'm, I'm just saying, the by the tenth time you watch
2: end. it, it doesn't matter how often you watch it. By the Mate, I've watched
1: Grease a hundred times.
2: Laurie so is living,
0: living proof and a living example. He did the, the Grease production. He had to do it every single fucking day. He had to listen to the shooby-wooby-dooby-doop song every fucking day. And he's warning you to not take this fucking movie on the island, and you're not yeah, listening to him.
2: Of all nope. the fucking movies. All the fucking movies. There are other movies yep. that have good songs in it. It's just like... Oh, my I God. I stand
1: by it. I stand by it.
2: <laughs> All right. And man, the record. Uh, is the, the record, record. going to... For the record, I feel like you're now going to take, like, the fucking Mr. Blobby song or something like
0: that. <laughs> no, nah, it's going to be the Grease soundtrack,
4: mate. I knew it. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, nah, obviously it's not. And, uh, obviously Laurie, it's not. Laurie and Alex, your islands are going to be together, and Alex is going to be standing there going like this to you while he's <laughs> the Grease soundtrack. I'm just going to take my... It's going to be like... um we're gonna have like a line across the
1: middle of the island and i'm just gonna put my speakers right there and just stand there like fucking flipping in two birds playing <laughs> greece all day every day nah um, the record is is slightly more difficult i think it would either be it's alive by the ramones which is a live album from 1977 because it is my favorite ramones record and that is not a cop-out because listening to the ramones on record is not the same as hearing them live. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's a very mm-hmm. different experience. So, you know, I don't think I'd get sick of that or it would be something like epic, like um, maybe American Idiot by oh, Green Day that. or um, the Black Parade. And maybe not the Black Parade actually, cause that's kind of like a bit of a downer when you're on a desert island. Yeah. I, I think I'd want some some more upbeat numbers as well. Danger Days. Um, now nah, you see. Mm. So we're uh, gonna
0: go into the fuck Danger Days rant. No,
1: no, no, not not necessarily. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a recently reformed fuck Danger Days guy. I I can appreciate it for what it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, like there are some incredible songs on there. Um... Like save yourself, I'll hold them back. Oh, is, yeah. like, God. Scarecrow, incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, what's the one that starts "Remember Me"? What's um, that uh, one? Kids from what's Yesterday. The name of that?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, no, 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 no. It's um.
3: Oh wait, the, only hope, no, no. You. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the only hope for
1: me is you. That's it. Yeah, yeah. The only hope for me is you. Big fan. And like songs like that, it it came out in 2011, whatever. And you know, I was uh, a Mike and Purist. I was like. You know, um, if it's not Bullets or Three Cheers, then you can go and fuck yourselves. Mm -hmm. Because like, I secretly loved the Black Parade and like, I owned a Black Parade jacket while I was at university. And you know, I went to all their fucking shows in the UK, but you know, it was like, it wasn't cool to like that album. You know what I mean? Like I was like, nah, it's all about Bullets. And then Mm -hmm. when Danger Days came out, I was like, "Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all a bit much really, Mm -hmm. isn't it? For an emo kid. I'm not really sure what to do with this, um, but with eleven years of um, you know reflection, I can finally appreciate what it is. But yeah, you guys need to tell us what your desert island movie, album, and person is as well, because you ain't getting off this lightly. Because these are hard questions. I wish you had flipped the last back one back
0: on, on us too, because I had yeah. an answer for that one. Me this too. This one yeah. I don't um yeah you see
1: that that one was easy so that's why i didn't put it back I okay was like, well i'm gonna give you an I answer really anyway go.
0: it would be fred fucking yeah. durst from uh, god well, we're not gonna <laughs> get him on the podcast so what the fuck i'm gonna go have lunch you better with record him that
3: lunch Come <laughs> in. Dude.
0: oh god desert in island your
3: des- oh um mine would be for the lunch uh either narwar he's an interviewer he interviews like everybody in like the kind of alternative but more in the rap and hip-hop scene and he's just interviewed like a lot of my favorite artists and i just want to pick his brain and because he interviewed um like nirvana and it was the coolest thing it was one of like his first interviews when he was like very early on and it's just i i I just really want to talk to him about that but desert island um
0: okay person it Mm. would be my partner movie it would be happy gilmore Great. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore, Happy Gilmore mm-hmm. is peak cinema, and mm-hmm. an album. I don't fucking know. Like, yeah,
1: the, the album is so.
2: The hard album's to got
0: me fucked up. Like, because I could it's go. Easy to
1: ask these questions, isn't it? It's not oh, so it's, easy to super, it's
0: super easy to ask them. <laughs> uh, like, because I could go with like a corn record, but would that? Mm. But would I get sick of it because I've already listened to them hundreds of times?
3: Uh, Ten thousand. Uh, uh, the third times. time you hear dum, dum,
1: dum, <laughs> dum, dum, dum. You'll just be like yeah, th- This is not for me anymore <laughs> like-
2: This is why I feel like I, I can't say A trio record because I, I feel like there If I was going to take a trio record I'd, I'd want like a personally um, Compiled greatest hits Or something because mm-hmm. there's, I can't think of one specific trio record Where I'm like oh I'd take that one
4: mm-hmm. I know? can
2: I, I really can't
4: Crimson,
2: uh, yeah, but I, I still, I don't know. Um, I, I I've literally been like looking at, over at my CD collection while we've been talking, just to see if there's something there that, that I would take. But I just, I can't. It's such a difficult question.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And like, I could go with Bullets because that's my favorite Mike Cam oh. album. But like, even that one gets old. Mm-hmm. I haven't listened to in a while because I've gotten so sick of it. <laughs> um. Or I could go with, like, a Daft Punk album, because those are super long, but, like, Daft Punk is one of my favorite, like, groups, but I'm not super into electronic music, so... I've with literally all that got be- this,
2: like, this is just sat right here, next yeah. to me,
0: so... fucking great album. Um yeah. So, with all that being said, I'll go with the Paradigm Shift by Korn.
3: <laughs> okay, that's good. nice. Nice. Um, my person would be Bob Ross, because he would keep me calm. Um... <laughs> <laughs>
2: and you, um, you you could paint stuff on the desert island too
3: there you go exactly he'd be he'd be so nice to to just talk to you um and my album would probably i just had it my album would be because of the internet by uh childish gambino because it is a perfect album uh i'm stuck on the movie that's the hardest one for me like you you had a problem with album shane but i have a problem with movie because yeah, well, i have so many favorite you're a movies. movie watcher
0: i am not I am. happy gilmore is like the only movie i've watched in the past <gasps> four years <laughs> <Dude>. so <laughs>
3: um i don't know black panther i love that movie it's all very right.
1: good oh yeah and the again. soundtrack
3: like soundtrack that, nine, there so. you go that's my second album it's just already in the movie yeah, yeah. all right in there you go <laughs>
0: Um, so as I said that is all the questions we have today is there anything that you guys would like to plug
1: our record a funeral for youth, it's out now on silent cult worldwide pick up a record it is blue and pink and it is beautiful and as we've discussed it has uh, some of the best artwork that you will ever see by Mark DeSalvo and it has 14 is it 14 songs on? yeah so. 14 songs of melancholic punk rock that will make you laugh cry and dance so listen to that come and see us on tour um touring is kind of up in the air right now because of covid but we will get something sorted soon um, we were we've been forward for a few tours we didn't get them uh because there was there was one tour that uh the opening band is just in a completely different fucking world from us. So, you know, how can you compete with that? But yeah, we will be on tour soon. So come see us and we'll be releasing those covers soon. So mm-hmm. listen to those when they're out. It's pretty much oh, it. Yeah, we, did, we, did, we, did we mention those or not? Mm-mm. Now you oh. are.
3: No, there, there we you go.
2: So, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, um, it, you know, any, anyone who's already checked out the record, um, anyone who's waiting on new music, then whenever those covers will be out um sometime (laughs) fair enough (laughs) no idea when at the moment but but yeah that's that's kind of I guess musically that's what's next for us um because we haven't uh Alex and I very recently had a conversation about album two but it was um a very kind of brief conversation without (laughs) you know without not a lot of detail and um you know uh but yeah that's so that's kind of the next that's the next thing that we'll be releasing i think will be um some covers that we've been working on but uh they they sat. you know it's just nice to be doing anything you know like obviously the record came out last year but we recorded it such a long time ago now that it's just great it's been great just to be back in the studio again
0: mm-hmm. oh yeah all right i hate that you guys brought up the covers and album two at the end of an hour and 30 minute interview <laughs> the very end whoops yeah. uh, <laughs> Didn't even give us a chance to ask about them. Um, ah, well, you know. Ah, well. Uh, thank you for standing on this guy. it has been uh, Miss Vincent, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.